the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. The Bible teaches us that God is a God of recovery and restoration. But although the Bible clearly teaches that, there are many saints who don't know that. And even worse, even after hearing it or seeing it in the scriptures, some saints refuse to believe it and thereby miss out on it happening for them. For the recovery and restoration that God promises that he'll do to happen in the lives of me and you, we have to believe that he'll do what he said he'll do. Since faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then it's my pleasure to share with you some more of what the word of God has to say. In fact, what it clearly has to say about the awesome promises of how God desires to bring recovery and restoration of that which has been lost and stolen in our lives. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Ephesians chapter 2, I love the Lord. Praise God. And starting with verse 11. He says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh, which means near by the blood of Jesus Christ. So he begins to start telling us how people who were far off came near, how people were separated from one another, got a chance to get reconnected back to one another. Verse 13 again says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye were sometime, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. Spoken about Christ. He is our peace. Who hath, he has begun to start telling us how he became this peace. Who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partitions between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of, com- of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. So let's go back again. Let's look one more time again at verse 14. For he is our peace, who, once again, begins to start explaining what he did, hath made both one, talking about the two people who were alienated from one another, far from one another, having nothing to do with one another, 
Praise God, apparently. Praise God. But one did love at that time. The other one, you know, was trying to figure out what to do. But had, had, had them, you know, they, but they were apart because of the sin that occurred, because of what Adam did, you know, that affected me and you. But he hath broken down a middle wall of partition between them, having abolished it in his flesh. I love that concept that he abolished it in his flesh. That word abolish means to render entirely useless. Render it entirely useless, which means that the thing will be, which will be between the two of you that's keeping you from being together like you ought to, if you do what it is that you need to do, it will end up being abolished. It'll be rendered entirely useless. Before it was useful. Because every time you thought about them, there's the wall. Praise God. And it would be very useful to keep them back away from you whether it was for your safety or whether it was for theirs, was to be able to keep them back away from you. Amen. That's what the wall of petition was that existed in the tabernacle. Hallelujah. It wasn't for God's safety. It was for our safety. Praise God. So, Because if we went back, they would have been dead. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. It wasn't until that wall of petition was torn down that it was safe to get near. Praise God. And that's, these are walls of petition that's going to need to be abolished, torn down, in order for everybody to be able to draw near. It's going to be abolished. That word abolished also translates ceased, destroyed, did away with, brought to naught, put away, and pulled down, and put down. That word abolished also means ceased, which means that this thing which is separating the two of you has to cease before you can be able to get back with one another like you're supposed to. It has to be destroyed because what, the reason why it got to be destroyed because you don't want to fold it up and set it over to the side. And then as soon as they do something, you want to pull it back and then put it back between you again. It's got to be destroyed. It's got to be did away with. Praise God, just did away with. It's got to be brought to naught, which means nothing, whereas it don't exist. You got to put it away and then lock the key and hand somebody else the key or mail the key away. Praise God. And you got to put it down. Praise God. Amen. Because otherwise, you, you ain't going to want to happen. And, and what are you abolishing? Once again, verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. The enmity. That word enmity means hostility. Means hostility. Because if the truth is anywhere they're told, what, when, what, when what went down, went down, hostility formed between the two of you. When what happened, happened, hostility formed between the two of you. And the residue is that you're still hostile toward one another. You might know how to graciously smile while you still be hostile. You might know how to still act like everything is fine when you know everything ain't fine because you're still hostile against them at that time. And if the truth is anywhere they're told, the person that you broke up with is thinking the same thing too. They just as hostile to you as you is to them too. Mm-hmm. They are not a people that you send a, re- a recommendation to for a job or anything else. <laughs> Character witness. No, I ain't sending it to them. Praise God. Because you know they hostile towards you. Praise God. And it's quite scary. You're probably kind of hostile too. By implication, it means the reason for opposition. Some of us still have in our minds and in our hearts a reason for opposition. Time has passed, but my reason for opposition is still here. Years have passed, but my reason for opposition is still here. In fact, kind of like 
you know, stuff that is like under the sea, under the sea. You might have a ship that got wrecked and it's sitting up under the sea, but you come back years later, it got barnacles all over it. It got all kind of other stuff that grew on it too. And for some of y'all reasons have grown over the years. It was only certain size when it first happened, but it's done grown over the years. Before they did you wrong. Now they did everybody you know wrong and your mama wrong and they ain't never been right. And, and that's the wall that's between you now. Is this one that's grown over the years. Where it's down through the years. You weren't thinking about how good they was to you. You were thinking about how low down daddy you did you. And it done grown. But that has to be abolished. It has to be torn down. It has to be done away with. It has to be ceased. It has to be destroyed. It has to be brought to naught. You got to put that away. Put it away. And you have to put it down. Get rid of the hostility. So that this can be able to manifest. Verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. The way to end, the, the end of hostility is peace. That when we end the hostility, which causes us to remain separated, peace will have opportunity to manifest. That word peace, I looked it up, praise God. It means peace. <laughs> you, you need to know that, praise God, because a lot of times, a lot of times they change up a word, praise God, in the in, 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 from one language to another but it means peace but, it, but the key here is that what word does it come from this word peace here comes from a primary verb that means to join it comes from a primary word, verb which means to join action verb which means to join so this peace is going to come as a result of, an, of a joining this peace is going to come as a result of a joining because there's been a separation, but now there's peace because there's a joining back together again. That's why it also translates one because there's going to be a oneness that occurred. And I like this one and set at one again. This talks about the recovery and restoration that God is going to come cause to happen to set at one again, which means you were at one at one time. Then you got divided because of what happened at that time. A wall of partition formed between you, causing the hostilities to be able to grow and continue with you. But that's about to get torn down, ripped down, so that then oneness can be able to come and you can be set back at one again. But the abolishing of the wall of partition of enmity made possible the setting of one again, of the relationship that was broken. Now, there are many different walls of petition that can form between people, which keeps relationships from being recovered and restored. There are many different petitions. I'm only going to have time to deal with a few, but there are many. But yet, hopefully I can get to yours or at least the main ones that are stopping you. Amen. Walls of petition that cause enmity to exist and remain between people where it keeps enmity going. It's like it stokes enmity up. The hostility just, just stays there. You're fine. Until somebody mention their name. Slowly I turn. Step by step. Inch by inch. And you want to go break one off in somebody just for even. 
Somebody that ain't seen you for a while say, how's your husband? Get to roll in your eyes and they be like, oh, Lord. I ain't know. I ain't know. How's your child? Hostility. That gets a chance to come to an end. Walls of partition that cause enmity to exist and remain in people. Sometimes there are combinations of walls of partition too. Because I'm going to deal with them one at a time. But sometimes we get to grouping them and coupling them and, 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 and mixing them and stuff like that. You know, we, well, we add this one and that one and that one and this one. In such a way, we got like a, a mesh chain link fence type wall. You know, we got, we got this part of it is brick and this part of it is cast iron. And this one, this part over here, you know, it's like barbed wire. You know, it's like we add part, you know, we can mix them. So I'm going to deal with them even individually. Some of them cross, but I'm going to deal with them individually. So that you can be able to see them and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can go ahead and deal with it. Now, one of those walls of petition that exists between people that keeps their relationships from being recovered and restored is the wall of offense. The wall of offense where one or both parties were offended by the other. Offended by what they did. Offended by what they didn't do. Offended by how they did what they did. Offended. Some kind of a way they got offended. And that's a big problem when it comes to being able to have a relationship restored. I'll show you. Turn to Proverbs chapter 18. That's a big problem when it comes to having a, a relationship restored. Because if offense exists between one or both parties, then there is a huge wall and offense between those parties. And it's going to be tough to get over. Amen. Praise God. And then as the years go, so does it get built bigger and thicker. Proverbs chapter 18, of course, older king teaching a younger king how to be a king, telling him some things to look out for, pay attention to, watch yourself, young man. Verse 19, he said, a brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. So it says once a person is offended, they're hard to win back. They're hard to win back. Now, God may turn somebody's heart to get them bring, to bring them back. But if you were offended by what went down, it's going to be hard to get this thing back again. In fact, the Bible says it's harder for you. It's easier for you to take a city than it is to be able to go hook back up with one person. Now, a city was filled with hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people. He said, just, hey, strap up. It's easier to go take them down and take their city than it is for you to go back and get with that one person who has been offended or that one person who's offended. And remember, this goes both ways because we ain't talking about just them being offended. They might not even be offended. They just might have did the ones the one that did the crazy thing and walked off. And then you the one got offended. Thinking about all that you had to go through because of what they did. All of what you had to live out because of what they did. All this mess I'm dealing with because, and you was offended by that. Now, you, before you had your own place, and then you had to go move from house to house and, and all that kind of stuff up in there, you know. 
And you're offended by all this and stuff like that. Now I got to put myself in the positions that I would have never been in if you hadn't done that. And now you're going to call me up and talk about how you doing? <laughs> what you doing? What, what, oh, come here and see what I'm doing. Just look closer, please. Because this applies to both people who were offended and thereby the relationship was damaged if not destroyed. It's going to be hard for this thing to get back together in the natural. It's going to be hard for this thing to get back together in the natural. I keep emphasizing in the natural because in the the natural is where the difficulty is going to be. Because see, that's where your flesh is. That's where your flesh is. Is that, and that's what all the memories is. They up in there too. All the memories. That's both the actual things that happen and those embellished things that you came up with. Because some of us embellished stuff. In order to gain more sympathy, we added to the story. And then we kept saying it so long we started believing the story. But we offended. And the Bible says, once a person is offended, they're hard to win back. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, please. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the reasons why it's hard to win a person back who's offended. Lord Jesus, I love you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Here's one of the reasons why it's so hard to win something back once they offended. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's begin reading at verse 3. It says, giving no offense in any time, saying don't be offending nobody at any time. Why is that? Because that the ministry be not blamed, that the ministry be not blamed. Now, there's a nugget up in the middle here I want you to get. And that's that the reason why I say it's giving no offense in anything is because if you give offense in anything, then whatever is going to be blamed, it's going to be blamed. Well, pastor, help me with that. What's the point in that? Once blame is involved, Satan is involved. Once blame is involved, Satan is involved. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Back in Genesis chapter 3, when uh, uh, the female Adam and the male Adam both ate of the fruit that they wasn't supposed to eat. And remember, 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 they tried to make themselves leaf jumpsuits and go hide in the bushes, figuring that they camouflaged and hiding all in the bushes, praise God, with their leaf jumpsuits on, praise God, hallelujah. And remember when the Lord came, the voice of the, the Bible says, the voice of the Lord God came down, and, and they said to them, Adam, Adam, where art thou? And then he busted, we over here in the bushes hiding. I know it's why I say, fool, up. we supposed to be hiding. You ain't supposed to tell where we are. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to hide, at least cover up like Hillary. <laughs> so that nobody will ever know what happened. Come on, bleach it. You know, destroy evidence and everything. Just make sure don't nobody find out. Praise God. But no, he told it. Praise God. <laughs> I'm in the bushes hiding. Praise God. And remember, God started asking me questions then. Say, yo, man, who told you you was naked? Did you partake of the tree that I told you not to do? And started asking, did you, did you? Remember the question, did you, did you? He kept asking you, did you, did you? He said, it's that woman you gave me. Blame. 
Because once Satan got involved in his life, he started blaming. And once a person is offended and they start blaming, Satan is in there. Which means you got to fight more than one person now. You're dealing with another entity now. It don't went from the natural to the supernatural now. Which means there's a supernatural force keeping this thing apart at this point. It's no longer natural now. It's, it's supernatural now. I know I am. It's no longer natural. It's supernatural at this point. Because now Satan is involved. Because once blame is involved, Satan is involved. Once folks start pointing their little fingers. They did this. And, that, and, and it, now here's the Christian version. Look, I know I ain't doing everything right, but they did this and they did that and they, and they did that. At least when we Christian, we like accept a little bit of it. Just enough to let you know that I ain't in this thing by myself, but they. And we still get to blaming. Hallelujah. So once offense occurs, blame gets involved. And once blame gets involved, then Satan is involved. And when Satan is involved, he's going to do everything he can to ensure that the broken relationship remains broken from that point forward. He's going to play you like a fiddle from that point forward and continue to meddle so that you never let this thing get back together again. He's going to show you what you need to see for the broken relationship to remain broken. What do you need to see? He'll show it to you. In fact, what he show you won't even necessarily mean that anything's wrong. But you'll take it as something wrong. Find a phone number. Oh, see, there you go again. Oh, oh, see, what is this? Anything, anything. I'm just, you know, using anything. He'll show you what you need to see for the broken relationship to be able to remain broken. He's going to cause you to hear what you need to hear for the broken relationship to remain broken. He's like, what do, what do you need? He'll make sure you get what you need for it to be broken. Because now he involved. Turn to Matthew chapter 24, please. I love the Lord. Anybody in here love the Lord? Come on, Avenue, to hear what the Lord's going to say. I'm telling you, it's going to be very helpful to you when they come back your way. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 10, let us read this what Jesus said. He said, and then shall many be offended. Look what follows that. And shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Eastside Detroit say hate on one another. Get to hating on one another. And then, and, then, and then shall many be offended, but look what follows after the offense, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Because offense opens the door to betrayal, and it opens the door for hatred. There's a thin line, and you have crossed all the way over. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed for what the Word of God had to say. Saints of God, we're loved by a God who wants to do so much for me and you. Included in the things that He wants to do is bring recovery and restoration of all that was lost and stolen in the lives of me and you. He tells us in the Scriptures, He wrote to me and you, that that's exactly what He wants to do. 
So come on, saints. Let's believe God's word and let God do in our lives what he promised he'll do. That is bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And talking about coming through, I've got just a thing for you ladies out there to do if you're in or visiting San Antonio this weekend. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding area to come out to our Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. And ladies, don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.